All right, tomorrow night, the Lions yeah. kick off the season. Right. Nobody else playing except the team that they have to play against. It would be nice if they could just play themselves, and then we could be assured of a win, but that's not going to happen. The Lions take on the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending champions. Mike Tarico from NBC and our friend from Ann Arbor will be calling the game. He's on the line with us right now. Hello, Mike. Happy New Year's Eve. <laughs> as, as we all know, the college, great games, good start to the season. Everybody's happy. We all look forward to college football. But with all due respect, the year begins tomorrow when the NFL season starts. So happy Absolutely New Year's Eve. Do you, now, I know the, the Chiefs are an automatic, the defending Super Bowl champ, yeah. usually a start. Was do they sit around a room and say, who do we think should be a good opponent here and actually picked the Lions? A thousand percent. The league does look at the home schedule and go, okay, on this home schedule for this year, for the defending Super Bowl champs, this has been about 20 some odd years they've done this, what, what are the options we have here? So they play the Bears also here. They play their division rivals, so that's what, the Chargers and the Broncos and the Raiders. They play Buffalo and Cincinnati here. They had all those options. But with Thursday night football, Sunday afternoon late game, Sunday night, Monday night, you're going to spread it out, right? So, one, they look at, okay, let's put some of these other games in other windows. And then what can we put opposite the Chiefs that is either a blockbuster or is going to be a very intriguing game? And the way the Lions finished, especially finishing on Sunday night in Green Bay, knocking the Packers out, ending the Rodgers era in Green Bay, the league thought this was a hot team. Let's roll them out there and see what you get. So this was absolutely a conscious decision by the league to put the Lions in this spot. And it's a bright spot. So we'll know right away if the seven and a half months of hype was actually worth it or not. Yeah, well, there has been seven and a half months of hype. Uh, and it's intensified. It feels like about 15 in, over the last week. The <laughs> It occurs to me when you mention that. So the Lions actually played the last regular season game of last season and the opening regular season game of this season. Is that right? That, that is absolutely right. Thank you for taking that line from me for tomorrow night, Mitch. But that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I expect that, a credit. That is, exact, that, is exact, that is exactly right. And poor Lions fans, you're stuck with me from the last game to this game. And I did the Michigan game, so I think I'm going to be banned from the state at this point. There's no, no, no way. Exactly no no exactly the opposite. Yeah, but the Saturday's game is still on because my system froze, and I'm still waiting for the third quarter on the uh, streaming there, Mike, for my Saturday. It's funny. I, I, I got somebody said to me, said, hey, I really, I really have concerns about Peacock. The, the, the thing froze on me. I go, hey, bud. <laughs> It's your Wi-Fi. It is nothing. The rest of America saw the game, so upgrade yourself, please. Yeah, Kenny. So that the you know dial-up modems aren't really the way to go anymore. Yeah, but they're only two dollars a month. Yeah. There you go. So the hype for the Lions. Uh, you know, I'm writing a column for tomorrow. It's it's hard to go against it here in town and to try to offer any perspective because people have just gotten giddy on this. And and so much so that they seem to forget that, A, the Lions didn't make the playoffs last year. B, Correct. they had one of the worst defenses in the league. Statistically, Correct. they gave up more points than almost anybody. C, they, they did not return necessarily, you know, a better team. 
uh, or even everybody. T.J. Hawkinson, which just just cashed in big on his on his, on, a, on a free agent contract, right, is right. gone. There's they don't have a tight end. Nobody can name who their tight end is. They changed their backfield completely. And while everybody's all hepped up on David Montgomery, they weren't that hepped up on him when he was a Chicago Bear. Now all of a sudden, oh, he's a lion. He's going to do something somehow different than he's done the first four or five years of his career. They got a rookie, Jameer Gibbs, who look he he, he promises to be great, but he's a rookie. And nobody has any idea what's going to happen with him. Jamison Williams, who's supposed to be the breakout star for them, is out for the first six weeks. Did MGM Casino them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they still have uh, uh, Amara St. Brown, but after him, you know, Khalif Raymond and, and, and Josh Reynolds, and these are names that mean a lot in Detroit and don't mean anything anywhere else. Marvin Jones is back for a second stint. So why is it, why are we so hepped up, I guess is my question, and is it justified? So I don't know if there's a spot for me at the free press, but if I can run up just in, it's work for an hour. I just want the hourly wage. I just want the one hour. I'm going to write the column for the headline. Uh-huh. The headline for the column is going to be, this is the half empty part of the cup because Detroit has gotten drunk on the half full part of the cup right. for eight months. <laughs> you've, you've spelled out with legitimacy, the other half of the cup here. This, so let's, so let's try quickly to buzz through those. Wide receiver, weak spot. Running back, if Jameer Gibbs, the draft pick, the first-round pick out of Alabama who started at Georgia Tech, if he's good, he and Montgomery, I think, can be an upgrade at the running back core. Sam Laporta looked very good, and his connection with Goff is good. So I think the tight end is one of those, okay, maybe Hawkinson's better right now, but for the finances of it, this allows you to keep some other guys. So they're better there. The offensive line is right there behind Philadelphia with the other two or three that are argued as the best in the league going in. So I think that that's a legitimate part of this team. On the defensive side, they did what you're supposed to do. Spend money in your weakness. That's what the NFL does every year. It was just announced that Emmanuel mostly be out, but the other spots by bringing in Sutton from Pittsburgh, drafting the, drafting the slot corner, getting a safety in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they're better back there. So I think they're better on defense than they were in the first half of last year. They were good in the second half except for the Carolina game. So all of the things you brought up are legit. If I remove myself and I listen to people who I'm around, like Chris Collinsworth and other NFL folks who I trust who aren't in this day-in, day-out Detroit vortex of positivity, mm-hmm. they think the Lions are a legitimate team and legitimately a factor to win the NFC North. So, yes, you brought up good points. But I would counter it and say I think they're about as good, if not a hair better, than the team we left in Lambeau in January. What about the subplots for the Chiefs going in, uh, defending Super Bowl champs, Mike? Obviously, Chris Jones hasn't participated in offseason stuff at all, already fined millions of dollars. He says uh, if they get a deal done, we're talking like right now, he'd be able to go tomorrow night. Then Travis Kelsey, hyperextended knee. Uh, do you know any inside information about his status? I, I, would, I would be shocked. If Chris Jones played, they haven't seen him. He hasn't been in camp. We're now 27 hours from the game. I don't, there's no more practices. I don't think they're going to run him out there without seeing him run or anything. So I doubt we're going to see Chris Jones. That's a major factor. When the NFL does that, hey, here are the top 100 players in the league. The players vote on it. Chris Jones was 10th. That's a big deal. That's as good as any interior defensive lineman outside of Aaron Donald. He's that kind of impact on the game. Huge advantage for Detroit. 
we were at practice Tuesday when Kelsey got hurt. I can't give away what we saw, what we didn't see. That's part of the deal when you go to practice as a network that broadcasts. Right. Hyperextended, no ACL or other ligament damage that they found. It's a swelling thing. If I'm Kansas City, I don't play him tomorrow. And here's why. It's a non-conference game. You've got a long season ahead. I'm not going to put my other best offensive weapon with Patrick Mahomes out there when he's not 100% in week one because they're trying to get to February in Vegas. September in Kansas City against the Lions is going to be a million miles behind them. If they go 2-2 two and two the first four games, they're still going to probably win the West and have home games in the playoffs. And they can go win in Cincinnati or Buffalo or wherever else they have to play. So if I were Kansas City, I would say, okay, maybe you can go. Let's wait 10 days and see how you are week two. Yeah. Well, those are good developments Agreed. for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, those yeah. will make things easier for them. So is the fact that you know sometimes teams tend to overlook a team coming in that traditionally isn't much of a, much of a, a challenge. And you're a little drunk on your Super Bowl success and all the rest of that stuff. And, but, but, you know. but they've got the guy who wears a cape. Yeah. They've got Patrick Mahomes, who I think is not only the best player in the league, Mitch, he is now the face of the NFL. No Brady, no Manning, Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. I got all the attention. Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL, will be for the next few years. And he's not hyped up as the He's earned it. Two championships in the first five full seasons. If anybody shorthanded can go out and win a game with just some this guy and that guy and that guy, it's the guy who wears the cape, and that's Mahomes. It'll be tomorrow night on NBC, uh, Michigan's own Mike Tirico, as he's proving by all the games that he's broadcasting here. <laughs> uh, we'll be calling it. It's always good to hear your voice, Mike, and I hope you and the family are well. We'll see you tomorrow night on TV. Right back at you. Look forward to catching up soon. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the game tomorrow. It's 760 WJR.